Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with Opel. German engineering that's future ready and simply electric. I'm joined on the line now by Pascal Donoghue, Minister for Finance. Minister, the papers are reporting this morning that every household in the country will have €100 Euro knocked off their first electricity bill of 2022 as part of a government plan to ease the energy cost pressures that we're all seeing. Is that the plan? Can you confirm it? Uh, Claire, at this point we are working in a number of options to see can we be of help to, uh, to homes, to families, uh, as we see energy prices continue to uh, rise, and they've risen there in recent weeks again. Uh, fully appreciate the challenge that so many are facing at the moment. I'm afraid I can't confirm the detail of a plan yet because it'll have to go to Cabinet, but we are aware of the challenge that many are facing at the okay. moment. Are you in a position to explain how it would work? Will it be directly off the bill or some kind of a credit that people can claim? Well, Claire, all that can be done when the government has made a decision in relation to us. Uh, what's really important here is that we can do something that is fast. Uh, we have made a lot of changes recently to try to help uh, your listeners with the rising cost of living, uh, tax changes in the recent budget, social welfare changes that we've made, but not all benefit from those changes. Mm-hmm. And that is why we do need to look at uh, whether other measures are possible, and that's been done quickly okay. at the moment. Well, you mentioned that this is going to be fast. Pierce Doherty, Sinn Féin's finance spokesperson, wonders whether it will or not, because he says you'll take so long to actually come up with a scheme that you'll be into the spring or summer, and then you'll say, sure, it's not needed anymore. When will we get details of the plan? I'd expect a decision will be made on this very soon. Government will be meeting uh, next Tuesday, like we normally do, and uh, we'll make a decision at that point or quickly afterwards and communicate it then. Really no speed matters. No, we need to make a difference. We are going to see changes in social welfare that have already happened, like with the fuel allowance, uh, and we'll be seeing important changes in taxation from the 1st of January trying to increase the amount of income that people paid the standard rate of income tax on to help with a cost of living that we know is changing and for many will be going up. But we'll make a decision on this final part of it next week, I expect, and communicate it very quickly after that. And you'll be giving this to everybody, so the millionaires and the billionaires will get it too. Why is it so complicated to target something like this? Well, Claire, we have made many changes that are targeted. So all the changes that I've just mentioned a moment ago from a taxation point of view and the social welfare point of view uh, are targeted. We try to concentrate resources for those who need it the most. Uh, But we are facing an issue that uh, many uh, broadly is affecting the many. Uh, And uh, in order to make a difference to many people, it at times does mean that there could be a a minority of people who might need that help, Mm -hmm. who might not need that help. But I still think it's important to act and it is important to make a difference to the majority. And that is what the government is is looking at at the moment. But this is a one-off measure and we know that inflationary pressures are expected to continue into next year. Do you see now, because this is a concession, you're saying that there is a problem here. Do you then foresee, following on from that, that you'll need to do more on social welfare and indeed on wages? Uh, But I acknowledged uh, this was a a challenge for many on Budget Day. And this is why we've made all the changes that have either been implemented or will happen. So uh, this is a continuation of my and the government's recognition that the cost of living for many is going up. 
that even though we have been successful in getting uh, so many people back to work due to their efforts and our support schemes, that the cost of living is increasing for many. So this isn't a new recognition from the government. It is building on what we did in budget day measures. Uh, our view is, my expectation is, is that as we move through next year, in particular, energy prices uh, will begin to moderate, uh, will begin to change from where they are at the moment. But like next year is a long way away from any at the moment, and that is why Minister mm -hmm. Ryan and Minister McGrath uh, on the government are working to see what else could be possible. But this is happening in January. If energy prices don't change in February, will you repeat the same thing again? Uh, well, look, this is why the changes that we have made with regard to social welfare and taxation are all year long. Uh, we've made a, made a set of changes that for many across uh, next year, particularly from a personal taxation point of view, will continue to offer some help. But they didn't uh, go far enough because you're doing this for a reason. You're doing this because you see that not enough was done to get people through the winter months. I'm just wondering, will you do it again if things don't change in February? Well, Claire, let's make the decision first in relation to what we can do in the early part of next year. Uh, and uh, as we move through the year, uh, I do believe that the prices and the challenges that many are facing with the price of fuel will, will improve. We will see a change. Okay, so the measures you uh, took in the budget as, then... As I said a moment yeah. ago, Claire, just very, very quickly, like the changes that we did make on Budget Day, I did acknowledge that they were a contribution, that they would be of help. But I always acknowledge that for many, they will still, still see challenges after we've made those changes. But what we're doing in tax, what we're doing for social welfare will be all year long. And the government, as we have said in recent weeks, does want to see if something else is possible. You didn't foresee this on Budget Day, though. You didn't expect that you would have to do this. Uh, but on Budget Day, I did acknowledge that the rising cost of living is a challenge for many, which is why we made these changes. All right, um... It is the case that as we've moved through October and November, and particularly in November, uh, we have seen inflation continue to grow did acknowledge on Budget Day that there were risks to what we expected to happen with inflation. Uh, but because of those risks, we did make changes okay. and then did indicate um, uh, in, in, in weeks after the budget as we continue to face, face our challenges with the price of fuel that we would look at options as to okay. whether further help could be given. We are going to be hearing shortly on the programme about problems that gyms are facing with people cancelling their memberships because they're unvaccinated. And the gyms are calling for additional supports from government because of the situation that they're in. Will you consider that? Uh, but we made changes yesterday in relation to extending the employment wage subsidy scheme up to the end of January, specifically to help businesses that continue to be affected by either public health regulations or public health guidance. And the measures that we have put in place economically uh, have helped and are helping our economy recover. Um, in relation to the particular matter there that you're raising with gyms uh, and the decline in, uh, in membership or the alleged decline in membership, we do have a very, very, uh, very, very high level of vaccination here in Ireland. And we're going to have a really successful booster campaign as well. And this is why my message is for those that haven't had the booster, please do so. It's good for your health, good for the health of all those near you and those you love and work with. Uh, and uh, we made decisions okay. in relation to supports that are in place now to the end of next, ne the end of the first month. So under of this, the new year. under the current schemes that are in place, if 100 people decide to leave a gym where there are, say, 400 members in total, if they decide to leave because they're not willing to show their vaccination cert, is that gym entitled to support? 
Well, it depends what happens with their turnover. So if their turnover has gone down by 30% versus where they would have been in 2019, the answer to that question is they would get support under the employment wage subsidy scheme if they meet other very specific criteria that the vast majority of businesses do. So the, so they, the they may be entitled to support. relates to turnover. If turnover goes down below a certain level, then they do receive support from the wage subsidy scheme. Now, the announcement that people travelling into the state from Britain, they're being advised, aren't they, to take daily antigen tests for five consecutive days, but that'll be up to them. That's optional. It won't be enforced. It's public health guidance. Okay. Uh, uh, it is not a regulation, as your question does indeed acknowledge. Uh, we are going to continue to do what we do, which has worked during this pandemic, is uh, trust uh, uh, our citizens to do the best thing by their health. Uh, There's no point, particularly in relation to this, uh, bringing in a regulation that raises profound issues regarding how it could be enforced. The vast majority, the overwhelming majority of our citizens when they do receive public health guidance to implement okay. it because it's good for their health. You, you said a moment ago that you would encourage people to get their booster shot. I'm sure you're aware of the queues yesterday, people yes, being turned indeed. away from UCD this morning, large queues at Greystones in Wicklow with people trying to get their booster shot. People might think, what is the point in trying when they see that happening? What do you say to that? That the point in trying, the point in getting your booster campaign, your booster vaccination is that it's good for your health, that it offers the best defence that science has to how we can look after ourselves with a disease that keeps on changing, that this is part of how we will overcome this disease and we'll get to a better place. I just, again, do want to acknowledge the inconvenience and difficulty that is caused for many by queuing, um, particularly during times of such, such terrible weather. Uh, it's, um, not I'd say people don't time. mind queuing if they get their booster shot at the end, but if you queue up for two or three hours and then you're told to go away and come back another day or don't come back until you hear from us, that's, that's soul-destroying. That's a real um, turn-off. I fully appreciate that, Claire, and uh, we need to do better to make sure that doesn't happen or happens to as few people as possible. But we are trying to do something at huge scale really, really quickly. We've, at the HSE, our nurses, our doctors, have already implemented a million uh, booster vaccinations. A million people have received these jobs that will make them safer as we move into Christmas and the New Year. And in our efforts to do this quickly at scale, of course I accept that it doesn't always work for everybody in the way we want it to work. Uh, and we'll certainly do all we can from an IT point of view, from a resourcing point of view, okay. and also in making sure we have enough centres up and running to minimise the inconvenience uh, that your listeners and citizens okay. and, and just finally, we know now we have six cases of Omicron confirmed in the state. We have these new measures for people who are travelling from Britain. What's your information? Do you believe now that it's inevitable that we will have an Omicron COVID wave into the new year? I don't believe that it is inevitable. And the reason I don't believe it is inevitable is that if we uh, continue with all our efforts from a booster vaccination point of view, if we continue with our efforts from a public health point of view, it gives us the prospect of minimising challenges that we could face at the end of the year and early next year. So it's not inevitable, but there is a risk. And what we can do to influence that risk is 
uh, us as a government delivering against the expectations that we're, we, we have to deliver against. And, you know, you rightly quizzed me about that there a moment ago, and we're going to do all we can from a vaccination point of view and a support point of view to help our country get through this. And then as we do this, continuing to ask uh, the citizens of our country to follow public health guidance, to get their booster when it's offered okay. to them. Uh, that means it's not inevitable. It means there is a risk. Uh, but with our collective efforts, we do have the ability to minimise this risk, minimise infections okay. and keep more people safe next year on this. Minister, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Claire.